Welcome to Learner on Learning. I'm Dr. Howard Lerner, Superintendent of Bergen County Special Services, and this is part two of four podcasts relating to special education and related services in this county. Today, we're focusing on serving the needs of students with unique behavior and emotional needs. Our guests are David Perez, principal of the Brownstone School, Reggie Mark, supervisor of North Street School, and Kelly Lopez, principal of Gateway and Adventure Programs. Good morning. Good morning to all of you. Let's start by having each principal give the listeners a brief description of their program and their student population. Kelly, why don't we start with you? Sure. So so the Gateway Venture Program serves students in grades 6 through 12 who may have social, emotional, or behavioral needs. We provide a therapeutic environment with a very strong behavior modification um, program in place. All our students are exposed to grade level curriculum with modifications and accommodations in order to meet their specific needs. Great. Thank you, Kelly. Reggie, why don't you give us a description of your program and, and, and the student population that you work with? Absolutely. Um, I work with students uh, from the age ranges or grade ranges of 8th through 12th grade. Um, We do a lot of the uh, emotional support here with the assistance of our Division of Family Guidance. Um, We do uh, credit remediation uh, as well as credit recovery for a lot of our students that do come in credit deficient. Um, Out of most of the programs, I would say be the most intrusive um, uh, uh, school, which means that we are uh, essentially in 100% lockdown as far as uh, doors being locked, things of that nature. Um, we do have a very high successful uh, uh, graduation rate and turnaround rate for a lot of our students that do end up returning back to district or a less restrictive program. Um, and uh, we do have our students set up that do end up graduating uh, through DVRS, which is the Division of Vocational Rehabil- Rehabilitation Services, in order to get them a leg up and uh, 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 uh in a better position for um, graduation or whatever their next endeavor does uh, entail. Terrific, thank you, Reggie. And Dr. Perez. Good morning, brother. The Brownstone School is a K through eight program in which we serve students that have, uh, have, that have learning difficulties, have social and behavioral challenges. Uh, I, will, I will go here at Brownstone just, just to teach the students the skills that they need to be successful and most of all to become 21st century learners. By 21st century learners, we want to teach them the core competencies uh, for them to be successful. We focus on critical thinking, problem solving, uh, self-regulation, and, uh, and that is, that's the main focus, to teach them how to self-regulate because, and how to be critical thinkers because these are skills that, they, that they're going to need. Most of our students come from, they come, they have ACE, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences. Mm-hmm. We have to provide a therapeutic approach for them to be able to, to help them with that grief and trauma that they have experienced. Uh, with students, when they move on to the ninth grade or, or someone, uh, we are also the feeder school for Ms. Lopez and Mr. Mark's school. So, Dr. Perez, what... Uh, what age groups do you work with at, at Brownstone? We start, for, we, we get them for as, as young as four years old. Ah. Four years old to 14 and 15 years All three of you specialize in working with students that exhibit challenging behaviors in one way, shape, or form. I'd like to play a clip of a TED Talk. 
this is Dr. Stuart Ablon. He's the director of the Think Kids program in the Department of Psychiatry at Massachusetts General Hospital and associate professor of Harvard Medical School. Give it a listen. All of the research in the neurosciences for the past 50 years has shown beyond the shadow of a doubt that challenging kids do not lack the will to behave well, they lack the skills to behave well. Skills to behave well, what kind of skills am I talking about? I'm talking about skills like problem solving, like flexibility, like frustration tolerance. In other words, what all the research in the neurosciences has shown us is that kids who exhibit chronic challenging behavior, you know what? They have like a learning disability. Except instead of areas like reading, math, and writing, this learning disability is in areas like problem solving, flexibility, frustration tolerance. So Mr. Mark, yes. do, you, do you agree with Dr. Ablon? And, and if so, what are the skills that your program is working on to, to help improve your students? I 100% agree with Dr. Avalon. Uh, reason being is because essentially at one point I was that student, right? Um, I came up, I was a first generation Haitian American. English was not my first language. Uh, I grew up in a very low socioeconomic um, uh, environment. Uh, a lot of the behaviors that I was uh, uh, exhibiting or showing off were uh, that of frustration, uh, were that of uh, not being able to, you know, you know uh, use the language uh, to my benefit or or even learn it for that matter. Um, and there is a defense mechanism. There is a, uh, a knee-jerk reaction that you have to give. And, you know, you relate that to a lot of our students who come up from a lot of uh, socioeconomic deficiencies or have environmental issues that they survive. These behaviors can be learned and exhibited in a way that is deemed as someone that um, is unmotivated or doesn't want to try, but um, it can literally be frustration. Um, what we do over at North Street is we uh, pride ourselves in the relationships that we build with our students, letting them know that it is okay to fail and you learn the most when you do fail. So um, a lot of times our kids that exhibit that kind of uh, reaction or learned behavior, um, they can come to North Street and realize, listen, man, I'm a kid. Uh, I'm trying to work hard and I'm not going to be called out on it because I have a, a, a minor deficiency. Instead, these people are going to work with me and get me to a point where I can succeed on my own. And uh, when you build that relationship, um, as many kids, it doesn't necessarily have to be a special services school. When you see a teacher, it's, you know, <laughs> the person you got to run away from. When in this case, um, our teachers are ones that uh, will spend time with our kids outside of the classroom um, getting to know who they are, where they come from, uh, and it gives them a better idea of the deficiencies that they have, um, which gives us an opportunity to uh, 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 almost tackle that obstacle and help our students tackle theirs as well. And we just already that, that's great. And and I'll tell you, I, I I learned something just now, which is you're a fantastic role model <laughs> for the students that you are working with and the program that you supervise. Right. Right. Uh, and, you know, the, it's it's reflected, you know, the kids realize, you know, we, we have a, a course called Power Source, right, where we discuss the decisions that we made in the past to get us to where we are now and decisions that we can make moving forward to get us out of the situation that we're in. Right. So with that, it's a lot of even kill. We're not talking at our kids. We're talking to them. We're trying to come up with 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 possible and, you know, solutions that they can use 
or uh, 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 apply when they are feeling that kind of heat. One of the first things I ask my kids when we have an uh, uh, intake is, you, you ever black out when you get upset? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'll get a yes. Right. Right? So I was like, do you get that feeling in your stomach? Because I know what it feels like when you're about to get really upset, really frustrated, and really mad. When you have that feeling there, that's when you call on somebody that you trust. That's when you call on somebody that you can communicate with and work through that situation with. And when it does happen, the kid comes back 10 times stronger, ready to learn and ready to succeed. And that's why we've been doing so well in the last couple of years, because we have brought the uh, uh, communication level up on our teacher side, which was the example for our students to do the same. Beautifully said, Reggie. We don't talk at you. We talk with you. That's, that's right. Very well done. Kelly, uh, how about you? What, what is your impression of what Dr. Ablon uh, stated in that? So, so I, yeah, so, so I loved how he compared um, the skills that may be lacking in some of our students with social, emotional, or behavioral needs to a learning disability, because that's truly what it is. And when you look at it that way, you're better able to understand how these students learn and help support them to be successful which is basically what we try to do at the Gateway Venture Program. Um, there's different ways that we do try to support our students. Um, our small group classes um, in our academic setting, we try to teach the skills such as flexibility, tolerance, um, and we do this through different literature. We also do this through projects. We, we hope we try to get our students to work together to cooperate and learn those skills because they're so important for them as they transition into their post-secondary goals. Um, so, so that's a real important part of our program. Another thing, go ahead. Uh, Kelly, I just wanted to ask, uh, I know that your program, Gateway and Venture, the two different programs, uh, right. were in Hackensack for a long time. Right. And you had just, we, we had just moved the program to a new site in, in Paramus. Can you give the audience just a, a quick update of, of sure. the differences in the sites? Absolutely. So we're still serving the same population. Um, we were in Hackensack for, for many years and it was an ineffective environment. However, um, it was getting more and more difficult to navigate the building with, with our population. So this move to Paramus has provided us with a, a, a building that has all updated technology. We have a full-size gym for these students, which in my opinion, what was the biggest plus because That's our kids got Excuse the expression, it's a game changer. <laughs> Absolutely. We use it now for behavior modification. If you know you do your work for 40 minutes, you get 10 minutes in the gym to shoot some hoops or to run off that anxiety. So it, it really has been a game changer. Um, so, so that's, that's been great. Um, the, the classrooms, as I said, are all updated with modern technology, which really helps engage our students. Um, overall, the, the move to Paramus also with our post-secondary vocational training and whatnot, we have all that Paramus has to offer regarding their, their, um, retail shops, their industrial areas. So, so we're definitely looking to tap into that and a sense that location. We're, we're centrally located for those students in Southern Bergen County, Upper Bergen County, and easy to get to from cross counties. Terrific. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Dr. Perez, yes, sir. Uh, your, your impression of, of that little clip that we played and, and, and the skills that your program uh, works on with our students. Well, I totally have to agree that 
challenging kids do need to be taught the skills on how to work collaboratively, how to take turns, how to how to share. The team approach. It is absolutely. They have to learn how to how to do the so the team approach. So our focus is on educating the whole child. And by educating the whole child, we have to look at what baggage does this child come with? And that's where the IEP and the therapeutic and establishing relationships come. It, it, it is crucial for us to be able to address the grief that the child has. Grief can be caused by trauma or it can be caused by loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we... So we teach them that. And by educating the whole child, we want to teach them how to self-regulate, how to establish relationships, how to do teamwork, uh, while at the same time educating them to addressing also the gaps that they have in their learning. Yeah. Some kids, given the average childhood effects that experiences that they have had, have missed one or two stages of their development as, as children. And we have to fill in those gaps. That's great. Well, thank you, all three of you. Thank you for, for responding uh, to that first clip. And I, and I do have another clip from Dr. Ablon's TED, TED Talk. And he went on to say the following. I'm in my mid-40s. If we went back to when I was in elementary school, actually not far from here, if there was a child who was reading several grade levels behind his peers back then, well-meaning, empathic, caring educators would not have said to themselves, huh, I wonder if he has a learning disability. I wonder if he's got dyslexia. I wonder if he has a hard time phonetically decoding words. No, actually 40 years ago, those folks would have said, I wonder if he is either dumb or lazy. And I know that there are people sitting here listening right now who can attest to the personal pain of that, to being the child in the classroom who ironically was trying harder than anybody else in that classroom to read and was completely misunderstood. You know what's interesting about that? Guess who wasn't trying very hard in that classroom to read? The students to whom it came naturally. Guess who was trying harder than anybody else? The very kids that we used to think were lazy. What a terrible shame. Thank goodness we have come a long way since then, but not when it comes to kids with challenging behavior. Here's a little bit of a news flash. You know those good kids, those kids we say, you know, they're so compliant, they do what we want, they're such good kids. You know what? They get so many kudos for their great behavior, and they don't even deserve them. You know why they don't deserve them? Because they're not even trying very hard. It just comes naturally to them. Guess who's trying inordinately hard to behave themselves during the course of the day? The very kids we're trying to motivate to behave better. So, Kelly, mm-hmm. tell us, um, what measures uh, do you and the staff and, and the faculty at Gateway and Venture use to help support uh, students with behavioral needs? So... We are these students are the students we work with at this point need that extra they, they need an external reward. So so a lot of our behavior modification plans, our school wide plan um, is based on weekly and daily rewards, um, sure. whether it be like I said before, get you get to go to the gym, you get to play basketball. So we do our student inventory and we get a feel for what their interests are. 
we support them through this and gradually start to try to have make them feel that intrinsic reward to do well, um, to follow procedures, to follow rules, to hand in work on time. Um, our, our, our therapeutic component, we meet with our students in small group settings. We do a lot of role playing. Um, how can we make that work? How, you know, if, if you're in a dispute with another student, what could you do to have your voice heard in a positive manner? We're hoping that all the skills that we try to support in-house, we can practice outside the building, um, in the community, so our students are prepared for, for life after high school or life after our program. Um, Great. So, so we, we kind of use a, a standard approach of moving from the ed extrinsic to the intrinsic. Right. Yes, correct. Terrific. Terrific. Reggie, how about, how about by you in, in your program? Uh, over here at North Street, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of communication, a lot of collaborative work. Mm -hmm. um, we, C&C. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Making it simple, right? A little C&C. C &C, right? Education, right? That's right. That's right. But, um, you know, I, I'm listening to what uh, 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 Dr. Avalon was talking about, and you're thinking about the students that Kelly, myself, and Dr. Perez serve, and um, we, we serve a very unique population because the disabilities that, when you hear that word disability, um, it can oftentimes mean like, you know, physical. When, when our kids are concerned, they do have disabilities, but they're unseen. So for that switch to go from a time where, you know, that kid is just being lazy and, and you know, not, not, not just putting their best foot forward when it comes to work. Like I was that kid, but I felt as though I was trying that much harder. And I feel as though I can identify with a lot of our students when it comes to that. They want to try hard. They want to do good. It's just that some things just don't click that way. Right. So now we get to a point where they come down to North Street and then we use our good old CNC. And, you know, our students are taught that, like, if you do have that flare up, if you do have that moment of frustration, there is somebody here in this building that you can communicate to. You can talk to that person. You can get to a place where you can learn again. And from that one person, that's where the collaboration comes into play. We sit down, we meet as a staff and we talk how we can individually serve our kids better. Today, uh, uh, such and such student had his head down. Why? What was going on? What did you find out? This is going on in the home right now. So this is how we're going to play the situation, so on and so forth. And then that student actually reacts in a positive way to that, knowing that, like, my issues do matter and um, they are addressing them. And it's not going by the wayside. And it's not just me being lazy or uh, not motivated. It's because I have something else internally going on. And we, and we realize that. The other thing we do on a behavioral matter is we call out all the good things. A lot of our students, like I said before, come to us all the way through uh, uh, 12th grade. A lot of them haven't been in their sending district since they were in middle school or even elementary school. Yeah. A lot of the phone calls that go home can be having a negative connotation or be a negative situation. We like to call home and things are going good. We call our kids out on great things. And that enhances the relationship that we have with our students as well, which uh, uh, helps them trust us and um, makes them want to perform. So a lot of our behavioral uh, modification and things like that are eccentric. So it's, it's essentially the student wants to do better for himself. Perfect. Thank you. And by the way, uh, I'm going to add one more C to our, to our uh, C&C uh, theory, and that is coordination. 
Coordination. Communication, collaboration, and coordination. Let me write it down. <laughs> That's right. That's the key to success right there. That's right. That's right. It works for us. It works for us. Friends, tell us what measures you do over at Brownstone. Over, uh, over here at Brownstone, we have what's called the, 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 so the force of the four C's, which you, which you mentioned some, Dr. Lerner. Ah. We go on critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and creativity. Uh, okay, excellent. Thing goes that we have to establish relationship, as Reggie said. Uh, our students have got this shield, and they they don't want to let you in, and they don't trust people. And one of the things that we want to do is that they have to feel comfortable here, because they have to feel comfortable. They we want to establish relationships with them because it makes the learning easier. So true easier so to promote that we have a school-wide behavior program which is which is a research base that we partnered up with Montes state university in which we implemented a school-wide program that has four elements to our to our school-wide program it talks about being responsible it talks about being respectful to be safe and to be a problem solver based upon those four elements they each element has got components in it in which tells the student what does respectful look like, what does being safe look like, what and what does a problem solve, etc. So our students monitor their own behaviors and their own actions via the school-wide behavior plan, and it and it becomes concrete to them because we also have a point sheet, and based upon those four elements, if the student has to, we so they get rated on a scale of two one zero. So we have to direct if we have to redirect a student. Uh, that student would not earn twos, he will earn one. If we have to uh, direct them more than once or more than twice, then they don't earn. The, uh, the focus here at Brownstone, it is on the student. Everything here at Brownstone is student-centered and uh, the use of the point sheets and, and, those, and the rewards that we have in place, it is, it is to build them up. We want to build up the, so the student, address the, address the learning gaps they have, try to uh, help them with the grief that they are currently is experiencing and most of all to promote 21st century learners. Great. You know, the one thing um, I'm really sitting here and reflecting on as the three of you are, are speaking is how much Bergen County Special Services interacts with other agencies to help our students who have some behavioral challenges like Montclair University or the uh, Division of Mental Health over at, at Bergen County. Um, I, I think that's great that we tap into clinical sources, even outside of our, of our school system. And uh, it's, uh, that's a terrific thing. Takes a village, it definitely takes a village. Takes a village, exactly. Before we sign off, do any of you wanna add anything to our conversation or anything uh, new that maybe we didn't uh, discuss yet? I, I would, I would if you want. Go ahead, Mark. Um, we just said that it takes a village to raise a child. So, um, in essence, or, or even to, 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 uh, put our students in a better position, uh, when it comes to our students here over at North street, um, a lot of our students come in with a lot of different nuances and, and things that they deal with on an everyday basis. Right. We would be remiss if we did not, you know, uh, go out into the community, essentially like our families and have build relationships with them to better understand where our students are coming from and uh, essentially see where they're going. Um, a lot of valuable information comes from our parents 
um, and tapping into that. Like I have uh, uh, families that have sometimes they don't have, you know, the right means of communication or technology or certain deficiencies. Uh, there have been times, especially with the pandemic, where uh, a parent would have to call me personally to let me know what was going on with their student. And um, it is a situation where um, it helps our students because without going that extra mile, um, a lot of our students wouldn't be uh, doing as well or as successful. Um, so kudos to Kelly and Dr. Perez for doing what they're doing because, you know, this is not an easy job because it has a lot of moving pieces. That's a, that's a great point. And I want to thank you, Mr. Mark, Dr. Perez, Ms. Lopez, for taking the time to have this discussion with us today and sharing some of these incredible strategies you are using to address students with behavioral needs here at Burton County Special Services. And to you, the listeners, thank you for joining us for season two, episode two of Learner on Learning.